Okay, well, hello. Welcome to This Black Girl Podcast. I am one half of your co-host, Ola.Miss.Lola on Instagram. I also go by Lola. And I am the other half of your co-host, at the Hildiva on Instagram, going by Hildiva. <laughs> and we are joined today by the lovely host of Parrot Gaming Productions. Would you love to introduce yourself, sir? <laughs> yes, ma'am. My name is Jared, and I am basically the guy that does Parrot Gaming Productions. It's all about video games and nonsense that I find to ramble on about. So, <laughs> I love it. so obviously, like you said in the name, Parrot Gaming Productions. So it's just exclusively about video games. The vast majority of the podcasts are about video games. They usually take 20 to 30 minutes to, you know, review, hey, this is what's happening. This is coming out. I mean, in the pre-talk, we mentioned, you know, the new Zelda game. Yeah, right. that's something that I definitely uh, hit on with somebody actually last week. So I talk about that and then I transition to, you know, what life is like for the average Joe. So people, I, I feel like people can kind of relate to that. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, I'm going to dive into the first 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 question and i'm going to relate it back to video games and to gaming usually guys who enjoy gaming who enjoy video games especially as like a grown-ass adult are usually classified or labeled as boring as lazy as oh you know distracted make you know maybe a lesser ideal partner <laughs> how do you feel about that and does that affect like your love life and your relationships I mean, I have noticed that uh, like when Mass Effect Legendary Edition was announced, that's all I could think about. It was a game that I grew up on. It was a game that I poured countless hours into it. I mean, I think I've got like 70 or 80 hours into it now and I still haven't beat the entire series. So, right. I mean, you can kind of see where that leads to, but uh, <laughs> I, I actually did get lucky and I went on a date last night with a, a girl Ooh. that I had been talking to for quite some time and she is also a gamer. Uh, so I'm... I mean, it, it comes in waves, but it does make life hard when you're like, I need to play this new game that came out versus do I want to go to the bars? Do I want to go do anything? Do I want to go out and put myself onto the world and try? Or I could be riding my pony, John Bon Povi Pony, and just enjoying the world, you know, that, that was created by Rockstar. So it's it, it's weird. It, it's hard. But at the same time, it can be fun and entertaining, I guess. Yeah, I find that like... I feel like it's so common now, you know what I mean? I feel like the days of gamers being um, like, you know, Bob, you're 30, stop playing video games. Like, I feel like everyone's doing it now, especially in light of COVID, we've all been stuck home. I'm sure like the gamer world has had an influx of like new players and, you know, how have you been finding that like during COVID? Did you find that, you know, you, you spent more time gaming obviously, and did you, did it like, I'm sure it Im improved your, um, gaming platform you know how would you find that well covid there was a massive spike i mean records were being set all day every day you know for video games that were coming out uh and it was just a crazy influx of just people playing video games so it was awesome you know you meet new people you meet old people that you you know used to play with that went away and now they're coming back because of covid um I haven't really noticed much of a difference because my life is, I, I wouldn't say it's centered around video games, but like, you know, I come home and that's how I want. I, I come home, make dinner, turn on the PC, throw on some YouTube. And the next thing you know, I'm diving into space aliens on Mass Effect 3. So, <laughs> you know, there, there's definitely that aspect of it uh, that it, it really never changed with COVID right. because I did what I normally just did. So. Right. 
Okay. And so you said recently that you went on a date with a girl that you've been talking to and that she's also a gamer. I know that like, I guess there's different like tiers of gaming because there is the casual gamer who will just like swipe a little game on their phone. There's people who are just like dedicated to one platform like such as myself like i'm a nintendo fanatic love them even though they're problematic but <laughs> um and then there are people who are like interested in just gaming period so whether it's pc whether it's the ps5 whether it's you know xbox one nintendo switch they're playing different platforms comparing which platforms are better than which and like you know certain i guess brands have their stands of like Xbox One or go fuck your mom or like <laughs> PS5 or die or whatever. Um, which, I guess, which category would you put yourself in? And in terms of like relating to females who do also game or casually play or whatever level, like, do you find that you need somebody to be at your level or at least, or is, can they be, I guess, below your level of gaming? Like that interest, do they have to be at your interest or they can they not be interested or slightly interested if that makes sense <laughs> no it, it totally does um so to, to kind of go to the first part that we we're talking about you know like if you're ps5 ride or die or you know go fuck yourself um <laughs> uh, xbox has done this amazing thing where i i don't know if any of you have ever heard of it, but the console wars you know it was playstation versus xbox constantly yeah. xbox finally said we don't care we don't care how you game. We don't care what you game on. Just gamers are gamers. And I, I've seen that over time. It's it's really kind of evolved into everyone loves everyone. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever... Uh, did you guys notice that Doom Eternal came out the same time that Animal Crossing New Horizon came out? Yes, I did. <laughs> and did you see all those cute little, uh, you know, uh, crossovers that they made? No, I didn't. I didn't there, know that crossovers. <laughs> there's there was a song that was made. There's cute little animations that have been made. Little movies that have been made where Doom guy goes visits you know Animal Crossing. She goes into Doom and sl slays demons. Like it's it's glorious how gamers <laughs> oh, wow. can just come together. And it, <laughs> yeah. so PlayStation is still they're kind of eh, they're peasants. They're weird. They they do things that I don't understand. Um, but like <laughs> Xbox, PC, and especially the Nintendo community, everybody just loves everybody as far as I can tell. And do I need a girl to be on my level or casual? I don't care. Like, I, I did a girl who played Neopets. You know, I don't know if you guys know. Okay. Neopets. That's a girl. <laughs> yeah, she would sit on the couch, play Neopets while I was in, you know, I was playing Battlefield 4 at war. So I don't really care what you are. But the girl that I did go on a date with is a lot better at some of the games that I would like to be good at. And she's horrible at the games that I'm good at. So I, it doesn't matter. I just, as long as you can appreciate my, my get, cause like I can get stupid giddy over just the dumbest of things. And <laughs> if you can just be like, oh, I'm happy for you, Jared. Thank you. That's all that I care about. So, yeah. okay, fair enough, fair enough. And have you ever been, I guess, in that situation where you've been with a woman or you were dating a woman? You're like, okay, I may not talk to you for a couple hours. I'm going to play some Mass Effect 5. And they're just like, like, you have to pick these games or pick me. Have you ever mm. been in those ultimatums? No, usually it was pass me the laptop so I can play Neopets then. I was like, all right, cool. That's fair enough. Or okay. she's like, hey, can I take the van? I want to go do some shopping. He's like, here's the keys. Go for it. You know, so okay. I, I've never run into the problem where it's video games or me. I'm pretty good at adjusting time. Like as soon as I'm done, I'm going to go hang out with her real quick. And you know, I'm going to play 
Spider-Man so she can get into it because the new Spider-Man game, you can swing around New York and it's fantastic. I'm sorry. <laughs> just... I apologize. <laughs> it was like, it was funny. One of our previous episodes, we were talking to um, another guy who is a huge Marvel fan. And so we kind of fell into this tangent of like Marvel versus DC and who's better and who's not and what. So don't... Don't apologize for your interests or hobbies ever. At least not here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, first off, Spider-Man is amazing. I love, like, if you ever get the chance to play on PlayStation 4 or 5, just swinging around the city is great. And Superman is way better than any other superhero that's out there. <laughs> yeah, okay, lay down the law. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. So when you are in a, like, dating situation okay because it's funny that you talked about like whether you stop talking to a girl because of you know what you're playing too much games like i had a guy that i was scared of his dog so it just didn't work out he had a pit bull and i was just like i can't do this like you know what i mean and he was just like if you don't like my dog i can't deal with that what is a deal breaker for you when it comes to your relationships like is there a, a line like if you if you found that a woman I'm sure, obviously, if she didn't like your gaming, right, um, that would probably be a deal breaker. But are there any other specific deal breakers for you when it comes to relationships? There's a couple deal breakers. Uh, you know, the the super obvious ones, you know, don't cheat, you know, be be honest, be open with me. I don't I don't care. Like because I was in the military, you know, be as oh. blunt and as honest as you want to be. It There's not much that can hurt my feelings. I've heard it all as a gate guard and you can't see him now, but. I got two feathered little friends off to my side here yes. and <laughs> as you know, Parrot Gaming Productions is, and uh, they're a deal breaker. You know, they're, uh, Helios is 21. He's got another 10 years on him. Blue's six, I think here. You're six, right? Buddy? Oh yeah. They're six years old and uh, he's got, they've got plenty of life left on him. Oh, there they are. They're so cute. Oh, what happened? I probably did something wrong there. But yeah. <laughs> and now literally we can see your logo though. That's so cute. It's them. Yeah, I had a I had a guy make a make the logo off of it. And uh they're they're lifelong companions. You know, blues, like I said, six. He's got another twenty to twenty-five years on them, and they're gonna be around for a while. I don't and I don't cage them. I don't they're free roam, they can do whatever they want, they live as free as can be. And so to me, if you can't stand them. They'll be around. They'll love me. You know, they love me unconditionally, just like I love them unconditionally. And so, if you can't handle them, deuces. For oh, sure. Cool. Now, do they talk? Blue does. Uh, he's. I'm trying to teach him I love you, but he he won't grasp the concept of it. But he says a couple things, and Helios tries. Uh, it's called unlocking the tongue, is what a lot of people call it, and he. There's certain situations where he makes certain sounds where I'm like, oh, that was a thank you, or that's you know, that's him trying to trying to say whatever he's trying to say. But Blue yeah. actually does the mimicking. Okay, cool. So cute. I was say I had an um my aunt had a parrot that was like super old. I think it was like the last time I saw him, he was like in his twenties or something. His name was Coco. And he was unfortunately caged just because, like, they live in New York, and he was massive. He was a massive parrot, and you could like walk by the stairs, and he'd be like, "Hey, hello, how are you?" Or if you gave, "I love you," or "Thank you," it was so cute, so 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 cute. 
So I, I, I love parrots. <laughs> I think they're adorable. What uh what what were his colors or what did what did Coco oh, look he like? Was, he was all white. All white. Did he have a did he have a big crest on the back of his yeah. head? Yes. Cockatoo. Cockatoo. Okay. Cockatoo. Yeah. Giant yeah. like mass massive. Bird. Yeah, and they get big. They're cute. Those are cute. so cute too. He was yeah. like almost two feet tall. Oh yeah, they they can live to be like fifty easily. Yeah. So, but um, sorry, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say though, it would be funny though having the funny thing about having a parrot is like, if you wouldn't want it to memorize your girl's name or something like Gina, Gina, <laughs> Gina. <laughs> like, you break up with Gina and then you're with Tina, and it's like Gina, Gina. <laughs> you know. So that's true. You have a bird snitching on you. So, okay, so I've been asking everybody this. I'm going to ask you this as well. We were talking about deal breakers. Is there a superficial deal breaker that you have? Like something that people would be like, oh, well, that's not fair. But it's just like, it is what it is. It is just simply a preference. I, yeah, I, my superficials, like deal breaker for me is like tall men. You have to be tall. Period. That's fair. That's the, I'm. I, you, you see him getting made fun of on Tinder all the time. You know, like uh, I just saw this one. It's like you got to be. Uh, you got to be. I have a six 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 rule, and the chick was like, "Got to be six foot, uh, another six inches, and then like I think it was like make over six figures or be able to drink cool. six pints." And Man. the guy was like, "And the guy was like, how about I do a six two ten? You know?" And it, it was just kind of a, a funny joke that I saw earlier today. That's well, That's like funny. I personally have that deal breaker because I'm five ten. I'm a very tall woman. Oh, there's my cat. <laughs> um, I'm a very tall person, and I usually find, unfortunately, sometimes that um, men that I've dated, men that I'm with, are intimidated or feel uncomfortable by my height. Of us, maybe perhaps being the same height or even slightly taller than them if I throw on heels. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm avoiding that whole mess. I'm avoiding mm -hmm. all of your problems in therapy and just date somebody taller than me so I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I, you know, that that's honest. Uh, I wouldn't say that's something that's superficial. It's just uh, not even a requirement, but, it, but it's, it's something that you've learned over time, you know, that's like, hey, I can't be around these people because this is how they act. And it's like, okay, let's just toss it right out the window. Yeah, but at the same time, I know that I could be writing myself off to meet somebody like somebody who's five, six and fabulous and comfortable <laughs> and confident with themselves and has no issues. But it's like, I personally just don't find you attractive. Won't bat you a lash. You could be amazing. A billionaire, you know, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> oh, and, and, and I'm, and I'm gone. <laughs> like, so. I mean, I'm straight as can be, you know, but if Jeff Bezos was like, hey, man, you want to you want to hook up? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love it, man. <laughs> yeah, I need to sign <laughs> on soldier first. <laughs> yeah, But uh, I do I do have something that's a little superficial. Um, well, two, actually, I, I like a woman who intimidates me. It's I just I don't know why. It's just if a woman scares me a little bit, I'm like, yeah, I can I can make that work. And. <laughs> Just you got to be like, you got to be physically attractive to me. Uh, what I call proportional. You know, if I look at you and you're out of like, I've, I'm like, yeah, it's a little out of proportion. Yeah, it's whatever, you know, but it, I it, like you to be proportional. And if you can scare me a little bit, that that works. So, okay. so Cruella DeVille, is that, mm, you know, 
her take her attitude and maybe give her a couple of pounds yeah she she could work but she's a little too skinny for me but you know that evil is just uh i don't know I, just like can't get that. Yeah. <laughs> I won't lie i i feel you on that like george gordon ramsey oh my god like i saw a meme and it was so funny it was literally like um someone's drink and it had a picture of a teddy bear on it and all this condensation the teddy bear was like sweating and it was and the the caption was gordon ramsay's wife before he eats her pussy <laughs> <laughs> it was so hilarious i was like that yeah. that was me just thinking about it my <laughs> that's oh my goodness gracious wow. oh my god you should have said that to me i'm dying oh my gosh so that's funny. so good yeah but here's so... the thing it's funny enough because like you bring up gordon ramsay when I see his anger and the way he's like cussing out people, whether it's hotels, restaurants, whatever, I don't see like meanness or cruelness or like, like, yes, I obviously see the attitude, but like, I mostly understand that as like passion. So when I say right. like, I respect it because I'm like, this man values the money I'm spending being in this space. Mm -hmm. And he values that like, if I'm going to be spending my money, which I don't have to do, that I'm gonna have a great experience. So like, I don't know, I have a weird appreciation for it. I'm like, yes, custom, please, please tell them off. <laughs> have you seen the the Gordon Ramsay with kids? Like how sweet and gentle he is with the kids? Exactly, exactly. Well, cause he understands like they're learning, they're children. It's not like these children are running restaurants, which they shouldn't be, but like. <laughs> Give them 10 years and he'll be like, get your big. Exactly, when it's age appropriate, he'll handle that ass. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Loving it. So, okay. So kind of diving back into the idea of like a mean woman, I want to refine that because I know some people will take that and ru run to the hills. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, he likes a bitch. He likes this. He likes this. <laughs> and so I want to give you an opportunity to possibly like refine exactly what that is. Is that like um, more of a bratty girl in the sense of like, she'll give you a little bit of attitude, but like an attitude with a wink? Or is it like, you genuinely like somebody who's like a little, like, I don't want to say, I want to say twisted, but I guess that's the word I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm geared towards. Like, that's like where you're like, ooh, that's a little messed up. I like it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, I, I, I'll call her M. Uh, just because Ooh. I don't know if she wants her name out there, but she's Fair a girl that I've, I've known for uh, actually quite some time. Uh, it, I, I don't know exactly how, like I, it fits kind of all that stuff. Like, uh, <laughs> for instance, last night we were watching one of her favorite, uh, movie silent hill and she was just kind of talking yeah that's the kind of girl you're dealing with okay <laughs> and uh we were talking and like she would slide a compliment in there and then immediately like hit back with like something that's not so good there uh oh like she sent me a a, a photo yesterday and i was like oh damn like thank you for the selfie like that that really made my day she's like i don't feel special i you know i just take them all the time and i was like oh well that's <laughs> fantastic wow. yeah like yeah. she she gives you a little bit of a boost, but she can cut you back down to size just just equally. And I'm just like, just keep you on your toes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Where it's like she'll send something cute, like poop, and you're like, oh, you're thinking about me. That's nice. You're like, actually, you were just in the roster. I'm like, sorry. I literally <laughs> had that conversation with her like a week, like two weeks ago. I was like, do you think about me all that often? She's like, not really. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> fucking glorious. 
but yeah yeah she's honest but now it's a little bit more different you know we've evolved past that but i mean that's just the kind of the way she is and it's just it's like a huge reality check it's kind of (laughs) nice fair enough and I have a question about your relationship boundaries. So how do you feel about like, cause a lot of men will say, you know, sex on the first date is uh, you know, a no, or it's yes. Like I want to try out the goods. I have to know we did recently have, um, a former sex addict on our channel, which was exciting. Um, well for me, but <laughs> he said, uh, and you know, for him now being reformed, it was like, you know, he wants someone that'll make him wait a little bit, you know, but not too long. How do you feel about that? Like, do you like sex, you know, within the first month or right away on the first date, you could still marry this woman? Or like, are you more like, you know what? I'm just casual. Whenever it happens, it happens. I mean, I've, I can't, I, you know, I've, I've been in so many different scenarios that it's, it's just kind of whatever to me now. I mean, (laughs) I, I, I don't care when it happens. Uh, you know, if it happens on, on, you know, within the first hour or within, you know, the first couple of dates or, you know, even the second date, it's going to happen at some point in time. So you might as well at least enjoy the time that you have. And then when it does happen, it, you know what you got and you can make an assessment and go from there. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter if you care too much about when something is going to happen it it no longer becomes a moment sex to me is exactly interesting to it like it's a massive like it's a moment in time that you can just intake and it's it, it's super intimate to me so like if the moment isn't super special it kind of sucks mm-hmm. okay i got that um I was going to kind of kind of parlay off of um, Hildiva's question in terms of like when it happens and waiting. There was um, a dating coach in, here in Canada who's been pushing like she's a nice lady. I like her. She's cool. But she's been pushing the concept of the three month rule and the three month rule for her is no kissing, no sex. Um, no like nothing sexual intimacy like hers is specifically the no kissing rule for three months and her reasoning is it weeds out the fakes and i'm assuming this is obviously in relation to people looking for actively looking for long-term relationships just because like in the practical sense of like hooking up on like tinder hinge whatever cupid like if you're looking for casual dating like you're not going to be like hey you i think you're hot let's hook up and you're like okay give me three months like that's not <laughs> practical at all <laughs> but um if you were for example to meet this girl like let's say m was like you know what i really like you i really like i really feel like there's something there and we can go distance but i don't want us to engage in any type of intimacy for three months would you be like all right or would you be like peace just be out of it i mean like the intimacy would have to be defined because like i'm a big advocate like i'm gonna hold your hand while i'm driving like that's just you know that's gonna happen i just well like i used to drive a manual car and now i don't and it just it's natural to have my hand over there so like if you're there yeah i'm gonna grab that so like if that's out of the game yeah deuces but like i all right Make fine sure it's her hand, though. <laughs> yeah. grab that if it's over there <laughs> well i mean it it's no big deal though like if she's like three months not gonna happen be like 
all right, fair enough. Like I got other things I can do, you know, like there's mass effect, there's more videos. We can go play disc golf. You know, we can go to concerts that are coming up that are finally coming back. You know, there's yeah. a whole, there's a lot of other things to do other than just get in the bedroom and get it done. So exactly. Fair enough. exactly. Okay. Just cause like, um, I, I feel like it's different for everyone, but I know like this person's whole, um, mantra was behind like, just weed, I guess, weeding out the fakes, the men that will sometimes pursue a woman, whether she's looking for long-term or short-term and just say, and, or possibly do anything to just get to the end goal, which happens to be sex. I personally believe like there is somebody for everyone. If you just want to hit it and quit it, there's a whole block and a half looping around for that. <laughs> and if you want something long-term and with more meaning, there's another block and a half looping around for that too. And it's just a matter of just being on the same page because I don't know, I tend to avoid the drama. <laughs> I, I mean, with, with the whole hit it and quit it, like it, there's a market for it, but it's a very, I, I guess you would call it a niche market. Cause mm -hmm. if you don't hit this, you know, if you're not Johnny Depp or, you know, like name some sexy actor or whatever, you know, it's hard. Like I got a couple of female friends that I see they're in, you know, their DMS, they tell me about it, you know? And it's like, what the fuck, like, are you serious? Like, yeah. this is what some dudes are doing. And it's like, no yeah. wonder I get lost in the fucking space where I'm like, hey, would you like to go disc golfing? You know, they've got also <laughs> like 300 other messages with, you know, 300 other idiots trying to do something, whatever. So right. it doesn't surprise me that, you know, there's there's this hit it and quit it. And then like the long term is the hard part, too. And you were mentioning uh, dating apps like Tinder, Hinge and even Bumble. Like yeah. it's damn near impossible to like try to do anything long-term on those. If you're not semi-decent looking, it's like hard as yeah. shit. Yeah. So like, yeah, I can't, I can't even begin to imagine why the, the three month rule is not catching on with a lot of today's standards and the way things are working. Mm -hmm. so, well, I, well, I understand like not everybody is looking for something long-term, right? They're just yeah. looking for Mr. Right now, as opposed to Mr. Right. And um, the other thing I wanted to ask you just because you did mention you were in the military. How long were you in the military for? Six years. Wow. Well, first of all, I'm not American, but thank you for your service. You know, anyone <laughs> who's volunteering their life to defend their country deserves respect no matter what. Oh, sorry. Yep. That's all right. <laughs> Musical background. My <laughs> appreciation. Um, but no, I, I have like absolute total respect for that. Um, what I did want to bring up is that I've noticed and heard from like a lot of stories and just, you know, cruising on Reddit and stuff, um, that there is not only a lot of toxicity when it comes to dating in the military, mm -hmm. but, um, there's also, I don't know if it's like a personal pressure because of knowing that you may deploy and not come back that I hear a lot of stories of people in the military, like looking for a partner like immediately like i met you we're dating for a month i'm going to be deployed in two months let's get married or let's start a family or let's do that like can you speak a little bit more on your experiences maybe around that i have a story if you want love yes. it i'm here All right. <laughs> read a story in real life <laughs> so basically i uh i joined the military i found out dorm life is not fun you know i i think i had gone on one or two deployments at this time and i left with the girlfriend come home single and i was like fuck this i'm done this is dumb mm. and so i found a girl who was very gullible i didn't love her 
didn't have many feelings. It was just like, you fit the mold. You look like you're decent and you're willing to sleep with me and get married immediately. So that's exactly what I did was I got married like right away, moved out of the dorms. And it was it was exactly what you would think. You know, uh, I deployed. She was a massive what I would call badge bunny. Uh, she apparently slept with a lot of people while I was gone. I divorced her as soon as I got as I divorced her when I got home. She forged my divorce paperwork. Uh, so like I owed her a good deal of money after I got back, which was what? absolutely great. That's all my and wild. And uh, so I, I mean, dating in the military is just ridiculous. Like you know, mm -hmm. I can. I, one of the deployments that I had, I was with a girl and, and like, I'm three weeks away from coming home. And she's like, I can't take this. You know, I, I need to give up. And I was like, I what? can't tell you I'm about to come home. Please just, I'm like, just be slightly patient, you know, trying to get around it. Cause people yeah. do listen on the other line. You know, there's somebody listening to your phone call. So, so I can't be like, allowed to tell them you're coming home. Oh, hell no. I mean, especially with where I was, I was technically not even supposed to be there. Wow. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah, well, our orders were blacked out. All those like homecoming, like yeah. you know, heartwarming homecoming <laughs> Facebook videos where you like yeah. the brothers behind them, they look and they're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I didn't know that they like eavesdrop on the calls. But then like saying it, it makes sense. But yeah, yeah. Damn. Wow. Damn. But, so, um, did you hear of any other like couple situations in the military of like? other guys having their wives or wife shows up on the base like you better come home I, don't know. <laughs> I mean i i didn't have to deal with a whole lot of that i was technically at a small base where i was okay. at uh we were a small base with a with the large base uh, medium base with a large bases deployment ratio so i mean like i was home for four or five months and i was gone for okay. you know six or seven so there wasn't much that i got to see but Apparently, like people hook up all the time while you're deployed, you know, and I'm like, we're talking you know, giant tents with like just a sheet divider. And I'm like, where did you guys even find the time to get girlfriends? Like, how did you even <laughs> find the time to find somebody to hook up with? But then again, you go to a fallout shelter and there's a couple mattresses there and you're like, yeah, I know what's going on. Wow. interesting. Well, because like I've always been curious because the thought and concept of being a soldier and with the possibility of being deployed to, you know, different countries, foreign countries, and the reality of possibly not coming back mm -hmm. is like, it's, it's very sobering, you know? So it's like, I understand a little bit of like YOLO effect, but my, like, but the, where I'm just kind of confused is like, if you have that concern, if you want to, you know, go around, sleep around, you know, you're a soldier, you'd be like, yo, I'm a surgeon. <laughs> like, what's up? You know, like girls, girls love a man in uniform, period. Yeah, like, I know yeah. I'm guilty of it. Girls that love men in uniform. So it's like, you can go to like the local bar, wherever you are, pick up like, you know, different girl for the week, whatever, have your fun, knock it out of the park. But it's like, why would you do that in tandem with having like, a wife at home and vice versa like why would a woman marry a man that they're very aware that isn't going to be away for long periods of time you know because like aside from being a soldier like even if you're a trucker or like someone who travels for business like they're going to be periods where they're gone for long periods of time like why would you then commit yourself to somebody and then be sleeping with the neighbor sleeping with that neighbor sleeping with right around the back like <laughs> yeah yeah the disconnect's a little wild to me you know 
Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, the the uniform thing only works in non-military towns. Like, because uh, I was at Ellsworth Air Force Base, South Dakota, and I, you know, I wasn't the the best there. Uh, but like you try to go around uh, Rapid City, South Dakota is is the town that was near you or Sturgis, South Dakota. Like you go around there, the uniform doesn't mean garbage. But, you know, I come back home to central Wisconsin and women are like, damn, you're like, yeah, all right, that works. You know? <laughs> so you got to you got to get away from the military style, because a lot of people that were living in Rapid City, they were the lifeblood. The military was the lifeblood of the, of the town. So, you know, Sydney, who's growing up at, you know, 19 and you're a young, dumb 19 year old soldier going out and about thinking you're hot shit in your uniform. Her dad's a lieutenant colonel, uh, you know, of the bomb right. squadron. So it's like she knows, you know, she knows the, the game. But right. people are garbage is the second answer to, to your question there. Like, why would they just go do that? Like, I mean, unless you're poly and like everyone's cool with it. Like, yeah, you're just garbage otherwise. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you said, obviously you said that you're married before you're currently now divorced. Um, given the experience you went through with, um, with like the woman you went through, would you be open to being married again? I literally almost, uh, married somebody about three years ago. Yeah. So I was, I was open to the concept. It, I, I always said it would take a very special woman to do it. And, uh, the, the girl I was with was, that woman she was very very special and she was good she was nice to me and just we ended up going our, our complete separate ways you know i have a history and a background she was a little bit younger so it just it kind of goes in tandem with you know uh she was 26 and she was going to school the freeway basically on scholarships and everything else like that and so as soon as she finished she's like all right i'm gonna go do stuff and i'm firmly planted in a career field here i just can't pick up and leave and especially when you got those two idiots with you it's it's very hard to, to pick up and move somewhere it's like oh you got pets your dog cat no birds right they, they right. look at you a little differently so <laughs> okay i was gonna ask sorry <clears throat> my voice I have like a frog in my throat right now. This happens to me every like other day. It's terrible. But anyway, <clears throat> I was going to ask you about um, um, in terms of being in the military, when you come back, a lot of times you hear stories, people have PTSD, people have a lot of, um, you know, issues, mental health issues. Um, did you either experience, if you feel comfortable sharing, um, or did you know of anyone who has experienced that? Um, one of the things that we like to talk about is mental health awareness here, because it is a very real thing, especially um, following the fallout of COVID. Um, so what can you tell us about, you know, what you've seen within the military and returning home? Uh, my returning homes were a little bit different because I was always a lot of a loner in the unit. I was the new guy for like three years, even though I wasn't the, the new dude. Um, I was, I mean, the nickname, the call sign that I received in the military was freak show because like I liked heavy metal and I see insane clown posse and everybody else listened to like country and hip hop and stuff. And uh, like, you know, country and hip hop is good, but you know, like I need something like, you know, I'm getting, you know, bombed. Like I need something to, to get my adrenaline going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, there was one time that I came home and I walked past all the families and everything else like that. You know, my first sergeant, my commander, and I think it was my captain was like, hey, welcome home, Jared. Nice to have you. And then all of a sudden, as I'm going down the escalators, because I was the first one off the plane, I hear, oh, my God, here come our soldiers. It's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You know, and it's like, so they got this big hoopla and then I was already past it. And I was like, God, biscuits and gravy. So like. <laughs> You know, my homecomings were very different than a lot of other people's because I kind of was an outcast. Uh, but PTSD wise, I was super lucky 
I came out, I, you know, I never got shot at, never had to shoot anybody. I drew my pistol like once and that was it. But I just caught myself as lucky. I mean, I had a friend who took his own life because of PTSD. Uh, his name was Brad and I, you know, I've got a nice tattoo on my arm of him or for him. And he just, he'd struggled with it after he got out, his wife was divorcing him and he just, he was not having it. So he, mm. he took a different route than a lot of people would, but it's serious. Like, I don't care who you are. I mean, I had a buddy reach out to me that like I talked to for three weeks or so and he's doing great now. He's hiking the Appalachian trail. He's, he's in a way better position than he was when I first started talking to him. So mm-hmm. never hesitate to reach out. And I mean, I hadn't talked to this dude. I think I hadn't talked to him in like four years. I'm playing Fallout 4, playing a video game, live streaming, actually. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I, my phone goes off. And I was like, oh, oh, hey, buddy, what's up? And he's like, hey, I'm not doing too good. I, I, I'm thinking about joining the 22. And I was like, the 22. I was like, oh, shit, the 22. And uh, 22 veterans take their life every day. That's kind of where the 22 comes from. Oh, no. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, I, I was like, can I call you? And like, I immediately called him and we had like three hour conversations like every night. It was fantastic. So I don't care how bad you think it is or how weird it is or what the hell is going on with you. Reach out to somebody. I don't care Mm -hmm. if it's somebody you hadn't talked to in years or just fucking make that call. I, I feel like my friend is here hiking the Appalachian Trail today because I answered that call when he came Mm -hmm. to me. So please do whatever you, you need. Yeah. No, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah, that is, that is wow, is. and like that's a really sad statistic to to think about in terms of like the concept of twenty two, because there, I unfortunately don't hear about a lot of resources for you know for soldiers, for veterans, people who are in active deployment or who are inactive and just becoming a regular civilian, and I just hope that with time that there is that expanded that expanded resource and that expanded help. Like, I'm happy you were able to help your friend. I'm sorry you weren't able to help the previous one. And, you know, my deepest condolences for that. But it's, it's beautiful what you've done. And it is very important that if you are struggling at any point with mental health, whether it's large or whether it's small, to always, always reach out, you know, and always talk to somebody. But... Um, my next question for you is you, you, you kind of going back into what we were talking about before you've met obviously somebody who takes an interest in at least a limited interest into your hobby. (laughs) Yeah. Um, would you ever, I guess, consider dating somebody who is actively in the military, knowing what you've experienced and what you've been through? Um, I actually think it would be an advantage that I have. Uh, I actually, when I was about to get out, I had a, um, I had what I called operation office, operation officer, where I tried to try to get into a dating scenario with an officer or somebody of a higher rank. So that way, you know, I could kind of hang around and, you know, they, they understand it. They'd be like, Oh, he understands this. He, he gets it as well as, you know, I could be, uh, you know, I could just kind of be maybe a stay at home husband or something like that for an officer because they make bank sometimes i'll just put it to you that way especially if they were prior enlisted (laughs) but yeah i I think it would be an advantage but at the same time like i think it would also be a disadvantage because she couldn't you know really explain like she'd be bitching to me about something i'm like yeah that's how shit happens it rolls downhill especially you know really badly and 
you know, you might want somebody who's a little bit more sympathetic, you know, because I've been on that that other end of the shit rolling downhill. So like, mm-hmm. eh, it's whatever. I get it. I understand. So it could be a positive, could be a negative. I wouldn't mind it though. Okay. Interesting. I did have a question about um, just dating. I don't know mm-hmm. how old you are. How old are you? Uh, are you in your thirties, uh, in your forties, in your twenties. I gotta think about this. I know it. I know it. I know <laughs> it. Earlier I'm, this week, it gets going. there. It gets thirty-four. There. I'm thirty-four. Oh, okay. So you're around our age. Like you're in your thirties. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm thirty-three, and I just noticed that. Like, I'm just gonna pivot back to dating life <laughs> a little bit here. But I noticed that, like, just dating these days, it's not like back in time where you you get your eye on one person, you date that one person, you guys know you're exclusive. And you know, you go from there. Now it's like everyone's dating everyone. Everyone's on four, five, six different dating apps. Everyone's, you know, getting around, meeting new people. So when for you, do you know that you're exclusive? For example, your funny girlfriend who's like, you know, I was just sending a photo, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, how did you know with her, with her kind of, you know, side of ice um, that <laughs> exclusive? <laughs> uh, I, I think it was when I asked for a goodnight kiss last night. Uh, basically, I was like, I'm going to get a goodnight kiss tonight. And she's like, you got it. I was like, yeah. So I got <laughs> I got a goodnight kiss. And with her, she made it like she always made a point to talk to me about how she never cheated. She, you know, infidelity was a hardcore no thing to me. And so when she kissed me, I was like, OK, this kind of seals the deal that she's going to, you know, like at least do that stuff with me. Like I am right. just kind of I don't think we have the label. I don't think she wants to label us for some time. And I'm cool with going without a label for a long time. It's like I have a person that I can spend time with and 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 do these things with. But yeah, dating is like if you're not on like four, like you can't just limit yourself to one app. You know, I'm like on right. Tinder swiping right. And it's like nothing, nothing, nothing. All right, let's try Bumble. All right, you know, <laughs> Hinge, you know, Facebook dating, you know, all right. the dumb websites that are out there. So I think it's, you have to diversify, like cast a big net to catch more fish. Right. For girls, though, it's like you're getting freaking it's it's I feel like it's the opposite for girls. It's like weird people, weird people, weird people. OK, a normal person like yeah. it's funny because when I, I even said before that, like, it's it's hard to if you just want a one night stand for a woman. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get a one night stand, but it's hard to get a quality person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like guys will automatically think that, okay, anything goes or, you know, or they'll just have preconceived notions of what a one night stand girl wants. Yeah. So have you ever had, you know, one night stands? How was it? I don't know if you want to share. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had plenty of one night stands. They were not my, they were not my uh, idea to be one night stands, but you know, I've, I've had a few one night stands where it's just like, Oh, that's, Oh, all right. Dope. I'll, all right. Next, you know, let's move on. So I, I mean, it's, it's nice in the moment, but it's, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, how do you, it's, it's kind of like, you're passing through and you're like, oh, this is that famous ice cream shop. Let's stop there. You get the ice cream shoot and you're like, that was great. And then you're like, oh, when can I go back? And it's like, nope, not until you go back to Wyoming. It's like, well, shit, I live in North Dakota, so I don't know when I'm going to get there again. <laughs> you know, so like it can be fun. But like at the same time, you know, I, I had this conversation with all my my female friends are like, why is it They're like it's not that hard? I was like, yeah, because you get on Tinder, you swipe right five times, you can get five matches. It's not that hard. You know, you have quantity, you have to whittle it down to quality, you know, whereas with a guy, you know, I'm lucky if I get one or two matches and it's like, Mm -hmm. all right, I, and then I have to decide, are you a fucking psycho or are you kind of someone who's normal? 
So, and that's the thing too. Keep going, go Lola, because I can. No, I'm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that's interesting because, funny enough, with with like all of our guests that we've met, all of the men, thankfully, have been highly emotionally intelligent, highly hyper aware of like the current dating situations and like mindsets with relationships, but like. The reality is like when you are on the these apps, because like me personally, if when I was dating, like right now I'm in a relationship, but before that, when I was on, like I would try Bumble for a little bit. I would try Hinge for a little bit. I like went on Tinder, I think maybe once and I was like, ugh. But, <laughs> but like, I can't, like, I don't know. I find it hard to really kind of diversify and have like notifications here, notifications there, notifications there, notifications there, because it's just like, it's way too much, I guess, thirst attention where like I used to have men in like my inboxes saying anything from either like dick pics, marriage proposals, um, <laughs> financial propositions, um, sugar daddies, whatever, what, like just, just a cool mess. And it's just like, I want to meet somebody normal, like, like who's just like you are nice. I like you. Let's go on a date. It eventually right. happened, thankfully, and things have been going great. But it's just like it's it's like I don't know. I I feel like for women, and tell me if you agree with this, Hill Diva. I feel like with the amount of trash that gets thrown at you, women tend to build a wall of such low expectations of like, if I do give you a chance, my expectations are on the floor. And when mm. I does even maybe one slightly nice thing that it should be expected, mm-hmm. a girl's like, oh my God, he opened the door for me. Oh, exactly. <laughs> oh, please. He tipped more than 10%. Oh, he's the one like, I it's just- basic, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so basic or you do decide to give somebody a chance and they do give like the bare minimum, but they expect like a cookie, a trophy, full (laughs) recognition to assume that like, you're the best, they're the best man that's ever been in your life. And then when you're not impressed by the bare minimum, they get upset. (laughs) Right. I I gotta ask because I, I I guess we're going to reverse roles here real quick. Dick pics. Like, is that just the most insane concept to you ever? Um, yes, because technically, (laughs) When you're sending an unsolicited picture of your genitals, it's technically sexual assault. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know why men don't realize that. It's like, like even even when a, even when a significant other is like, "Hey, I'm feeling frisky. Send me stuff." It's like, do you really want that? Like, that's weird. Like, that's so like dudes are just like, "Hey, check it out." And it's like, to be honest, fuck? yes, it's crazy. And this is what I was gonna say a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to dating and um online you don't even know the person you know, you know you're get you're trying to get to know them it also depends on just the feeling of the woman like what mood she's in because right. some women like i know girlfriends of mine my own damn cousin i'm putting her business out there <laughs> she doesn't want to be on the dating app but she's just bored so she is just there swiping no swiping right or whatever swiping or left i think left is no i don't know but i'm like what then don't go on there so there's a lot of girls on their board who are, who are not in the mood and then you're sending this girl a dick pic and she's even more horrified like what ah! like you know so like you're traumatizing her 
But then me, <laughs> when I went on there, <laughs> I won't lie. There was a season in my life where I was a freaking pervert dream. Okay. I wanted all the dick pics. I wanted tribute videos. I wanted to see it finish. I wanted to see the beginning, the middle, the end. And I was, I was living my best life. I will not lie. I will not lie. But you have to find that unicorn who happens to be in that in heat, I guess. I was in freaking heat. <laughs> well, I was, well, I'm going to say the, 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 the synonymous thing is being in the mood because like right. sometimes like I like I don't want to say I don't appreciate a dick pic. I don't appreciate an unsolicited dick pic. Right. But, like if my man is just like, hey, girl. And I'm like, Ooh, OK, like, or like I'll send something cute before when he's like at work. I'll be like, hey, babe. And he'll be like, <laughs> All right, right. I got that at home. Okay, good. <laughs> but like, yeah, there's so like those ways of like, I guess, maintaining intimacy when there is distance, especially with a partner. But like, if I'm not your partner yet, you don't even know if I'm like a catfish. Like, I could be a 55 year old man that lives in my mama's basement, and you're sending me a dick pic because there's a, a pretty picture up as my profile. Right. And, I, and like. I find it very wild that some people just don't take the time to ensure that the person you're hopefully trying to interact with is actually even that person. Exactly. And it's, I feel like the equivalent to do this to a man would be like sending a picture of like your boobs, but yeah. then your face is like, whatever, like you're doing something. <laughs> and then, cause men would see the boobs and be like, yeah. And then see the face, I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? So then they oh. get what girls feel when they get a dick pic out of nowhere. You know what you know? the best, the best catfish video is? Um, it was on Instagram for a little bit, but I think you can find it on TikTok sometimes. There is this man in India who like trolls different American memes. And so he made one where it's like a close up and it looks like a girl's boob and cleavage. But then when you zoom out, it's actually his butt. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God. this is it. This is what we need. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Because like I got to a point personally where when men would start sending me unsolicited dick pics, I just send like something back. So like they'd send me a picture of their penis and I'm like, okay. And I'd be like, LOL, mine's bigger. And I just send another, <laughs> another oh. person's dick pic. And like to be extra trollish, it's like, because I am a black melanin. <laughs> I'm killing Karen. I'm sorry. Oh, it's great. Like, as a black woman, I would send like a white giant penis. So, you know, like, at the end of the day, it's not mine, but like, here's something bigger. And, mine. and if it's not yours, then who is it? <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's, that is genuinely what I hope a lot of women would do. Just like they just Google like, large penis and then like save a picture so that way you know some dudes like like oh that's nice check this one out you know it's like oh I, and then he's like oh what's that oh i thought we were comparing or something like that you know uh, and that's, exactly, that's exactly what my answer it was like what the f and i'm like i thought we were comparing and then he stopped talking to me i was like great <laughs> so what are the red flags for you then now when you are um out there dating you, like you said you might get one or two and then you have to figure out now is this even a, a, a woman that is not quote unquote crazy, you know what I mean? Men yeah. love using that word to describe us. Do I take offense to? <laughs> <laughs> but what do you define as like a red flag for you um, on these dating apps or in person even? Yeah. Uh, single sentence responses. Uh, typically I like to, uh, I do like to play a little bit of mental games where I, uh, I, I throw tests out there. Like instead of asking one or like just a question, I'll ask two or three. 
And if I get a response to those two or three questions, like she's paying attention. If she only answers the final question, I'm like, she's not in it. Like, this is just, she's bored. Like, you know, like you were saying, she's bored. Um, you know, and then I, I try to ask off the wall questions as well, too. To I'd be like, how many 10 year olds do you think you get beat up? You know, just like dumb little <laughs> questions. It's, you know, like if a horde of 10 year olds was coming at you, how, how long do you think you would last? Oh, and then, if, you know, like if they're interested, they'll be like, well, like, yeah, you, know, you know, like, you know, they, yeah. So, like, you just, like, you just try to get rid of it. Are they 10-year-old boys or are they 10-year-old girls? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, I like to, I, I know it's it's probably dumb and it's weird, but, like, I, I like to get weird like that to figure out if they're actually genuinely interested. And mm-hmm. I can almost tell by the way that they respond whether they are into it or not. Mm-hmm. And sure. other red flags are your, your pictures are way too good. Like, I've had pr- a professional photo shoot done uh, by the girl who I was actually supposed to marry, believe it or not. She had a, one of those fancy Dale stars and she's like, let's get you back out there. Nobody would respond because my pictures look too amazing. Okay. Yeah. It's like, so that's, are you a catfish? Yeah. And then it's like, if you're just like, you look at it and you're like, even women would try to date you. They're like, you're probably a fake on that app. You know, there, there's no way that you're on there. So those are some of the red flags in the dating apps. Okay. Um, I guess my miscellaneous question then is, um, when you've been out with like various dates, various one night stands, things like that, have you ever had like a date where the person that showed up did not look like the person in their photos or they looked, I don't know, dramatically different, much younger, much older, um, like aren't as attractive? And like, how did you handle the situation? Uh, the vast majority of the time I just went through with the date. Um, you know, this was very early dating apps, like when Plenty of Fish first kind of came out, you know, the MySpace yeah. angles, all that yeah. good stuff was it was coming out and like you slowly kind of learned and like I can I can almost tell now, but a couple of times, you know, like I was just like, you're not even close, not even close, but like, let's let's give it a shot, you know, like, let's see your personality. And usually the personality was kind of a little weird because they were maybe nervous because they didn't look like their picture or something along those lines. So it it was kind of hard to disseminate. But there was this one girl who was just straight up on her phone, you know, being sassy, just, you know, like, oh, you wish you could get some tonight. And it's like, no, I just kind of wanted Mexican tonight. I just wanted to talk to you. <laughs> and she's like, well, good, because you ain't getting none. I was like, all right. And then she's like, oh, I've got a husband or whatever. I was like, dope. And uh, so I, I excused myself and I went up to the waitress. I was like, she said she's got dinner for me tonight. And I left. Wow. That's how I, that was the Ooh, one okay. time I got sassy. That was the <laughs> one time I got sassy. <laughs> so, I mean, th- that was the one time I, I went a little, little too far, I think. But yeah. uh, the other times I gave them a chance, you know, like, what's the worst that could happen? We have a bad time and I wasted two hours. Ooh, big deal. You know? Okay, fair so. enough. Well, okay. The last question I want to touch on, because we're slowly inching towards the end of our time. Um, a lot of times, Hildiva and I, we talk about like the whole concept of hot girl summer, city girl, like, you know, city girl summer and girls wanting to get flued out and wanting to like get bags and gifts and all of this. And usually some guys tend to have a very like negative vibe when they hear those concepts and they think immediately, I guess, of like, gold diggers and then there's like the other side where they're like well if you're broke just say it with your chest you know (laughs) (laughs) like why are you mad just don't date these girls um how do you feel about the concept and would you be down to date like a city girl or like a hot girl (laughs) 
Yeah, I yeah. If if I've got the inflow, uh, if I've got the cash to to flaunt it, and I you know I can bag somebody that's you know that's just straight up like in, in awe of me, and they're like, oh, fly me to Paris. Be like, all right, dope. Let's go to Paris. You know, like if I can do it, yeah, hell yeah, I'm totally down. But you know, that's that's where like you were saying, uh, Lola, just. If you don't want it or you think it's dumb, just leave it alone. You know, if you spot somebody that's like that, it's like, I'm going to swipe no. You know, just don't swipe yes. So I think, it, like, if you got it, flaunt it, and you can use it to your advantage, rock it, girlfriend. Go for it. <laughs> no big deal. If you got it, flaunt it. That reminds me of, like, the yeah. olden day, like, Jenny Jones, Sally Jesse Raphael. <laughs> if you got it, honey, y'all just jealous, honey. Y'all just Oh, jealous. my gosh. Yeah, like, Jerry Springer. Got her dress is too sexy. And now look at the world today. Like, Oh, God. Right? Way so changed. A whole different Maury. Those little girls on Maury. I'll never forget. There was, like, this one girl just like, my name is Jessa Ray, and I'm 12 years old. And if I want to wear short shorts, I can wear short shorts if I want. And then you can <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> how the world has changed now right? yes ma'am quickly before we end I want you to tell us where we can find you let our guests know how they can reach you do you have any upcoming events or features on your on your uh, productions let us know yeah, yeah uh, uh, just literally Parrot Gaming Productions uh, it'll probably pop up you'll see the two beautiful parrots it's a nice logo um, I had two interviews with girls from OnlyFans that happened for my last two podcasts. Very interesting insight. One was super pro for it. The other was just kind of like, that's eh, whatever. Uh, so they're kind of interesting. We did touch on gaming. Uh, if you want to shoot me an email, parrotgamingproductions at gmail.com. I literally would love to have anybody on as a guest. Uh, so that's really it. Spotify, all major platforms. Uh, I don't have a Facebook or Instagram. I'm I suck at that stuff. So just, <laughs> and yeah. do, you, do you stream on Twitch? I used to. Okay. I used to, yeah, I used to stream on Twitch. Uh, I don't have it. I don't have the the uh, correct equipment to do it at my standards. So okay. that's coming though. That's coming. Hopefully. Okay. So well, hopefully Twitch will be coming <laughs> soon. But you can connect with Jared at Parrot Gaming Productions on all streaming platforms. And I want to just thank you again for joining us. Thank you again for conversing with us. This has been really yeah. fun. We need to definitely do it again. For sure. Hopefully we'll do it on your end and include more video games once I get my Skyward Sword. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But thank you again. If um, you want to follow our Instagram platform, it is This Black Girl Podcast. You just put in This Black Girl Podcast. You'll find us across all platforms, including Amazon Music and Audible, which is available now. Um, and thank you again for joining us. I am Lola, a.k.a. Ola.miss.lola. And I am at the Hill Diva or Miss Hill Diva. And it's been a wonderful time spending with you guys. And hit us up, man. We're gonna be doing some lives as well. We do lives on Instagram, our live streaming. We need to we need to do one girl ASAP. Yes. Yes. Until then, we'll catch you guys on our wonderful podcast. See ya. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.